That's a half hour power. 30 minutes of rapid fire unscreened calls here on the Best Show Post Show. It's not the half hour power without this guy wearing his Masses Tavern shirt tonight available at apmike.bandcamp.com. It's AP Mike. What's up, Mike? How's it going, guys? We're still talking, right? Oh, yeah, completely. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was never love lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did it feel out there, Mike? Did it get a little tense? Yeah, there were a couple. Yeah, I felt some pinches in the back. What, what was no. the What no. was the one that got you where you were like, oh. Mike is mean. Uh-huh. Mike Ooh. is mean. I don't, I don't see myself as a mean person. So you don't see yourself? I don't see you as a mean person either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who wrote that. Oh, okay, well. Jason's not sure who wrote that, and <laughs> Mike's certainly not sure who wrote it, so. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Well, my my voice sucks. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That one hurt, Jason. That one hurt deeply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When someone said, your voice sucks. I can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. This is what God gave yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pat, how did it feel out there with the... Uh, airing of the grievances it felt great actually i think we got a lot yeah. done all right someone yeah. liked it someone just had a great time with it yeah. i will say we're closer now okay maybe once yeah. a one united against me i'm not saying that oh, great that's what it's gonna be <laughs> you guys are gonna be united front there's gonna be a we need to talk to you and then it's gonna be the three of you sitting on one side of a table and me on the other side <laughs> sharing one chair a suggestion box key. outside your door yeah. Should we, you start referring to this night as the Night of the Knives? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look. Uh-huh. I want to get along with everybody here. Uh-huh. In my life, all I want is to get along with my friends and people in my life. I really, anybody who I'm not getting along with, I'll sort it out with you in a second. Uh-huh. Could talk it out. I don't care if I'm 99% to blame for all of it. I'll figure it out. I'll own it. To not talking is always a bummer. People don't talk. And we have a special guest for the half hour power tonight. We have Roxy from Los Angeles. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? You can talk a little bit louder. Yeah. Oh, I'm well, thank you. How are you? you go. I'm good. <laughs> Off to the races here on the half hour power. Half hour power. You're on with AP Mike. Studio, Pat Byrne and Roxy. What's up? Hi, this is Jamie from Washington, D.C. How are all of you? How's it going? Hello, Jamie. Hey. What's going on tonight? So, uh, so uh, earlier you were saying that you didn't really have a, uh, a, a David Bowie, so to speak. But uh, I, I think that um, judging by, uh, you have, you have a, uh, a whole, you're on a whole album that's coming out in uh, June, uh, the uh, Steven Universe uh, soundtrack album. That's right. Comes out in a couple weeks. Yeah. And uh, you, you also recorded for a, a video game, I think. Uh, I was wondering how, how Is that was Is this guy following like. you? Are you my agent? <laughs> okay. Yeah. What Sorry. video game? What video game did uh-huh. I do? Uh, Banjo and Kazooie. <laughs> 
universe game. Wait, what game? <laughs> Banjo and Kazooie? Uh, what is that? That was an old uh, Nintendo game. I thought it was just Banjo. Yeah, I played that. I, I like to think they're two people. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think you're correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, save the light. Uh, I, I've just... Uh, it's fine. I, I actually, you know, got into the show through... Uh, sure. No, I did... I did... A, yeah. I, I did uh, I'm on the Steven Universe video game, which comes out, I guess... In maybe September or something like that, mm. right? I think later and yeah. later this year it comes. Out. Is that called Save the Light or is it there is. another? Okay, it is. Gotcha. Yeah, that one is uh, very cool. Yeah. So was it like weird recording for a video game compared to like what you what you've done for like TV stuff? Well, sorry, I'm no, no, no. Nervous. This is for the, no. I look. I appreciate. It. What's your name, Stephen? You know, what's your Jamie. name, Jamie? <laughs> Steven's the Jamie. guy on the show. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it was a little different in, in the way that it's a game and it's kind of the moments are standalone moments that all add up to, to making the game playable, but it's not, it's not, uh, like a, a linear story in terms of what was required of me the way like a, a usual episode recording goes. Is the director ever right. like, now pretend you're holding a controller? <laughs> Now um, do this grunt. Now do that grunt. Well, I do that stuff anyway where they'll just be like, you got hit, you got thrown, something got dropped. You know, like it's like <laughs> that's the, the nature of the thing with the, the Steven Universe is there's like there's a physicality to the stuff I have to do sometimes. It's that. Right. So um, this is the game's a little different than that. It's more it's more individual moments add up to the the recording thing for the whole uh, for what the game will be, it'll be. It should be fun. I heard it was fun. That's what I had heard. The game was fun to play. All right, that sounds uh, great. Um, I'm. Sh- it sounded like there were a lot of other callers wanting to get on the line. Dave from Knoxville was saying in the chat that he wanted to uh, get on, get through, or something. Who else? Who's on line three? <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm probably just gonna okay. go well, to bed it's and a great, it's a great call. let them Jamie. get through. I appreciate right, it. Thanks. You take care. All right. Good night, Jamie. You Bye. too. Half hour power. You're on with me, hey. AP Mike Dudio, Pat Byrne, and Roxy. What up? Hi everybody. Uh, this is Brian in the Bronx. Uh, sorry, I'm a dude. What up? You right, Brian. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, that's fine. What's so. up, Brian? Uh, not too much. Uh, I was, this is my first time calling, uh, I've been listening to the show for a long time. I love it. I love the half hour power. Um, I just wanted to call and see if you had heard, uh, I don't want to cause any inter-podcast, uh, rivalries or beef, and I know you're friends with this guy, but I wonder if you heard John Hodgman also has a Patty Smith story. No. <laughs> uh, well, basically, uh, what happened was he was at some conference and, uh, you know, he had some time to kill. He was talking to some friend of his and said, oh, yeah, I know some thrift store nearby. We can go hang out there. And the friend says, oh, do you, I'm with someone. Do you mind if I bring them? Turns out it's Patty Smith. So they, they all go to this thrift store and John Hodgman's, like, all nervous about it because, you know, he's intimidated. And uh, the uh, basically it... It goes the exact opposite way that the humble pie story goes, because uh, you know they're at the thrift store for a while, and then Patty Smith just goes outside and starts sitting on a chair and like 
staring off into the distance, not talking to anyone. And so John Hodgman feels really, uh, you know, like, oh, maybe uh, she's bored. Like, should I offer to bring her back or whatever? Uh, and he goes and talks and asks her if she wants to go back. And she just says, no, I'm just sitting. And so he says that Patty Smith is the most content not being spoken to or speaking to anyone out of anyone that he's ever met in his entire life. Okay, well, look. <laughs> it happens, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no. Who's Patty Smith's story, Patty Smith story you take? You got one to tell. Whose are you telling? <laughs> Sorry? You got one Patty Smith story to tell to win over an audience. Who's you tell? Well, he just told the uh, Hodgman one. No, he told well, me the Hodgman. I have a Patty Smith story. Hold on. I do too. First of all, Dudio's zinging me. Give me the business. It's fair enough. He's very oh, yeah, no, if I, yeah, if I had one to tell, I would definitely tell yours. Cause I definitely relate course, to that yeah. a lot okay. more. So, on my face. <laughs> I will say, first of all, it was very funny, Jason, that you said, well, he just told the other story. <laughs> that was Thank very you. funny. Thank you. So, Mike? Yeah. Let's hear this Patty Smith story. <laughs> I was working on uh, Hudson, Hudson Street, New York, and I'd go to the CD store. What was it called? Disco Mart? That, that, did you ever go to that? It's on, uh, I don't even know the street. Anyway, I was coming from there, walked over to 6th Avenue, and I saw... Patty Smith right in front of me and I made a mental note I said mentally oh there's Patty Smith and I kept walking <laughs> that's it you know, that's you, it you pass people on the street well, New that's York, not a you know? story no it is true and I even have a Spike Lee story strangely enough you walked by him and said no. oh there's Spike Lee <laughs> well, I, I was in the Coliseum bookstore mm-hmm. and on the other side of the display I saw Spike Lee I said oh check it out Spike Lee <laughs> Mentally, I said this to him. Sure. I didn't say a word to him. He's browsing. I don't want to interrupt him. Bother. That's the New York style. You know, you don't approach people. You know, with it. Yeah, it's like you got to learn that eventually. Al Pacino, I passed him up. Mm -hmm. He was uh, when I was at school. Mm -hmm. They were filming Author, Author. I never saw the movie. Sure, classic movie. And um, I kind of did a double take. I passed him, and then I looked around. I was like, oh, that's that's Al Pacino. Actually, I saw Al Pacino twice. I was working in another building one time, and he was doing a play, and he'd come in through our building, and I saw him going through the building one time. Mm-hmm. Never said a word to any of these people. <laughs> I'm with you. So are you are you you're give, you're zinging me for, <laughs> for this no no you had special circumstances you right. were in an elevator that's different yeah you know and it's it's almost private psychological yeah. free fall it's, it's a it's a pri- it's yeah. kind of a private space you know semi private yeah. anyway. That I went on to say something to her. Mm-hmm. Look, my father heard that two weeks before. Uh-huh. I had, no, I didn't, nothing was making uh-huh. sense. Oh, man. So I go uh-huh. on the elevator. I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> so I have one too. Well, hold, first of all, hold on. Except Jason. Jason's out no, cold. I don't. I, I lied. I don't have one. I just want to finish one. this with Mike, though. Yeah. So you see these people. Yeah. Mike, I get it too. Mm-hmm. You see me bragging that I uh, <laughs> that I saw Ronnie Turiaf from the New York Knicks, uh-huh. Uh-huh. former New York Knicks 
bench player <laughs> three weeks ago. It's all coming out of an ATM. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ronnie uh, Turiaf. I'm sure there were. As I live and breathe. There, there he goes. There were about 10 or 12 people already rushing up to say hello to him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the press for, to get yeah. some, some FaceTime with yeah. Ronnie Turiaf. Uh-huh. Guy who probably averaged four points a game. Uh-huh. And then would somehow get hurt. Uh-huh. How's he getting hurt? He's not doing anything. Uh-huh. It's neither here nor there. Pat, what's your Patty Smith story? It was 2007. It was um, one of the last nights CBGB's was open. And there was a swarm of people around her. She had just arrived. She was uh, armed with uh, an old antique camera. That she was shooting pictures back at the press who were taking pictures of her. We're all in a circle around her. But nobody was asking her any questions or saying anything directly to her. And me and my camera team were there. At the time, I was working on a documentary on Seabees for my college thesis. And I was like, well, I got to say, I got to ask her something. I got to say something. So I... You know, I, I tried and then kind of got wishy-washy with trying to ask her my question. I was overzealous. You know, I was I was first excited and then mm-hmm. was like, oh, maybe I'll sound stupid or, oh, how is this going to come out? So I, what I ended up saying to her was like, you know, I was trying to, instead of just asking her a question and filming it, which would have been the easiest thing to try to do. Um, I tried to explain like who I was and what we were doing <laughs> and like, and that like I was, you know, oh, I think what I said was like, Hey, Patty, uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's already bad. Hey, Patty. Hey, Patty. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a documentary. It's, it's, it's for school and it's, it's, it's on CBGB and, uh, and, uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of other people are filming, but like, you know, uh, I'm one of the good guys and blah, blah, blah. Like, and then like she there pepper sprayed you. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and she just like, you know, and we, we have this footage, <laughs> I have this footage of, of her, like, it was, hey, Patty, and her going, yeah, and turning to me. I now had her attention, and then I do that horrible spiel, and then on the video, you just see her head go, just away oh. from me, as I'm like, but I'm do, uh, but like. Do you, you have know? that digitized? Can we put yeah, that up on yeah. the side? I have, I have it digitized, and we the, even just the, the audio is super embarrassing. <laughs> and then she cuts me off with me trying to explain that I'm good, <laughs> and 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 she and she cuts me off, and she, her response to me is just, "We're all good. <laughs> Everyone here is good." At least and, you didn't say you were a stalker. Yeah, you know, right. You're, or you're not a stalker. You're not a stalker. Right, right. I'm not a stalker. Yeah, I'm not a stalker. I didn't make that mistake. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think Tom, I've been wanting to say this for years. I think, I think it's worse than your situation by a lot. Pat, I was in an elevator <laughs> going up to the room she was sleeping in. This is where she was living for two days. Yeah. So essentially was, her home. Her home. Her temporary right, home. Right. I was violating her temporary home. 
I think that's worse, Pat. Okay. Still not great what I did. Yours I still think we should put it. Embarrassing. Your... Yours is just embarrassing. Yeah. embarrassing. I still think down. we should put it on the website. <laughs> so, so. I do want to see this. Yeah. 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 All right. I can bring a clip to the next half. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. Roxy, no Patty Smith story. I don't have any Patty Smith Do you have stories. any story about embarrassing yourself in front of a famous person? No. I don't. <laughs> No. Well. Sorry. <laughs> caller, young man. Yes. Thank you. Half hour power, you're on with me and AP Mike and Dudio and Pat Byrne and Roxy. Hey, it's Ellen in Los Angeles. Ellen. Ellen, yeah. In Los Angeles. What's up in Los Angeles tonight, Ellen? Oh, no, nothing much. Um, I was calling because I can't stop watching American Harmony. Uh, I saw your screening, you know, a while back, and now I just, I like know everything about the barbershop world for some oh, reason. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk about it though. If you watch American Harmony, who's your favorite in the movie? Let me see if I can guess. Okay, guess. The one you love to hate in the movie, obviously, is Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Oxley. Yeah, but I love you, him. But you don't like Tony either, do you? No, actually, I love Tony. I really like Tony. You don't think Tony's a little bit of a, a sniveling character? <laughs> um, I think he has issues, and he uh, kind of like was overshadowed by his dad a little bit uh, because his dad kind of forced him into barbershop, so he has a little bit of a complex maybe. But I, I don't know. I really like him. I think he's sweet, and I think his wife is super sweet also. Who so. is who makes who 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 makes you sad in the movie? Oh, well, definitely, of course, Reveille with Joe, and then the Very you know when the one yeah. passed with the. Yeah. Uh, you know, the tumor. Yeah, obviously. French fries. French fries, I love you. French fries, I love you. Greasy, 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 greasy. I think about that all day. I'm doing something really important. I'm trying to remember. All I can think of is greasy, 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 greasy. But you do like, but you do find yourself wondering what it would be like to be married to O.C times though right oh my gosh OC, OC times so one of them is the manager of a Chick-fil-A still I wonder I have, they're, they're going to be in Las Vegas in July and I was half wondering like should I go there and just do it because what is the deal with OC times I want to know if they still are hugging all the time I want to see like how close go. the hugs are you gotta so. go I'm thinking about going to see the dead and company <laughs> that's what it's called Mike dead yeah. and company yeah and that's what it's called now. you saw them I saw them. Actually, one of the, our listeners uh, works for uh, uh, MG, uh, Madison Square Garden in some capacity to have free tickets, so I didn't even pay for Hold, the ticket. Hold, wait. Yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. Some, somebody, yeah, somebody got me free tickets How for that. How am I hearing about this tonight? Yeah. But these free... Wait, no. You... <laughs> I want to go see Queen. I don't get a lot of perks, but I, I, you know, I think, you know. How come I don't know about these perks? <laughs> There's news it's not, to me. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. Oh, you know our friend. He, he, he's, he's at the uh, Beacon Theater. You know our friend. Yeah, I know our friend. That's true. Okay, him? I yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. that's fair. Okay. I've done things with that young man. Uh-huh. 
Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. With a rescinded mic. I thought you had some hot connect. No. I thought you had some ticket connect. No, no, no. Not on like your shrimp connect. And it was a one time deal. I or your headshot connect. I haven't had a, another one since. So when they were playing, did they do, uh, did they do Sugar Magnolia? Um, you know, I, I don't memorize set lists. All I, you know, what I remember was that, you know, we had seats behind the stage, mm-hmm. which, you know, were, were pretty decent considering. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a tough thing for John Mayer to go into that audience mm-hmm. and sort of have to, so I went, I went in with very low expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, surprised i mean i think i think he did a decent job and i think that was uh the consensus of the the fanatics you know well, i mean it's tricky for him because he has to now try to be terrible in a completely different way <laughs> he's usually yeah. like look i suck yeah. in this one way yeah yeah now i've got to suck with these yeah with the grateful dead but the, the thing about these grateful dead fans and I, you know i can, i can, i you know i have a sense they of smell. humor about my fandom and is that they, they <laughs> well yeah the smell forget about it yeah they're dumb uh, the nitpicking that goes on mm-hmm. you know you yeah. know if 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 you have like some time to kill just go to dead.net mm-hmm. and then look at the comment section of anything in there and you're going to find people nitpicking like anything. you've never seen before like anything. talking about shipping you know long you know mm-hmm. essays on on shipping and how <laughs> things were handled and Oh, it's it's uh-huh. unbelievable. Now, Ellen, mm-hmm. I think you have no choice but to go see OC Times. <laughs> Can you maybe get a, what if you got a couple of your friends together and you were just like road trip, <laughs> Vegas road trip, OC Times style? I'll go with you. Roxy oh, from Los Angeles I'll will go. With go. You. I live in LA. <laughs> That sounds fun. Only if um, we can meet them. We have to learn a few of their songs so that, you know, we can sing with them and record ourselves singing with them. Fall in the grandstand or in the bandstand. Da, 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 da. You know they call me Mr. Touchdown. Mr. Keen. I really like that. That was um Oh, that was the Rat Scallion. <laughs> yeah. That was early, early. Yeah, that was early, early. Young, yeah. A young Tony was up there. Yes, him, right? yeah. He paid to sing with the barbershop. See, his dad—that's his dad's influence again. Yeah, dad forced him into barbershop. <laughs> but he became the best, one of the best. So, but well, not you, like as good as awesome Joe Connolly. Now, did you? Yeah. Not no one who's as good as awesome Joe Connolly though. When you, when 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 uh, uh, Max Q were complaining about about um, 
like in that one show where they're just like, here's to the losers, here's to sick. Like, weren't you just like, oh, shut up. Oh, it's <laughs> you insufferable. Oh, yeah. And then after they lose, or they become, you know, second place, and uh, Tony, oh, it's not going to happen for us. You know what? You know what? It just can't. It's never going to happen. It's like, yeah. all right, yeah, come yeah, on. Give us a break. It's the right. worst. Thank you. Ellen, this is a fantastic five-star call. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Half Hour Power, you're here with AP Mike and Dudio and Pat Byrne and Roxy. Hello. How's it going? It's going well. To whom are we speaking? Uh, this is Ben in Portland. What's up, Ben? Hey, so um, I was Googling the new Howard the Ducks movie that's set to come out. And uh, I saw that Lars von Trier is attached as a director. <laughs> yeah. So Lars von yeah. Trier. <laughs> so they're bringing the the Dogman ninety five yeah. uh, to the Marvel universe. The Phase Eight. Yeah. Shot in one take. One take. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. I I want to believe it's it's fake, but it's on like three different websites. Yeah. It's you know. It, look, first of all, I think you're just lying about all this. I think it's on uh, zero webs. And that's okay that you're lying. I'm not <laughs> judging that. You're being a funny guy. That's okay. No, no. I saw, I saw it. I, I, you can Google it. I swear. You swear. I, I swear I, I was, you can Google it. You can Google anything. <laughs> Something I know. I, I, I want to believe it's a lie. I hope it's a lie. Studios Googling I, it right now. <laughs> Studios. Well, there is, Marvel did announce an R-rated R, um, uh, Howard the Duck movie. Apparently, they did. <laughs> First of all, they did. It's gonna come. Yeah, there's no way this is real. It's, it's not right. No. What website? Do you uh, that was off of um, EmpireNews.net, mm. which is that movie magazine. I think that's just Empire because it doesn't even look like the movie magazine. Uh-huh. Okay. See, look at this. That's fake. It seemed fake. It did seem fake. Yeah, it was fake. It was supposed to come out this summer. <laughs> this summer, uh, yeah. So. All right, it's fake. It's yeah. fake. Don't worry, buddy. It's fake. Don't okay. worry. It's fake comedy. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, there's another story that does say it's set to be dis- directed by Lars von Trier. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, well. Half Hour Power, you're on with me and AP Mike and Dudio and Pat Byrne and Roxy. Hi, this is Rob from Rochester. How are, How are you doing? Good. All right. Great. What's up, Rob? Awesome. I got one question for the panel. Mm-hmm. The Quincy punk rock episode or the Chips punk rock episode? What was the, what, what, the Quincy what? punk rock episode or the Chips punk rock episode? Well, I have some strong yeah. opinions oh. on this. Well, you, uh, yeah. no, you go, Pat. You start off. I, I've never seen either, but I'll, I'll say the, the punk, in quotes, episode of WKRP, where the the punk band ended up just not even being a punk band at mm-hmm. the end. Wasn't there a punk episode of Quantum Leap? Was there? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Like he that. leapt into Sid Vicious or something? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Where'd you read that Empire News? <laughs> I think I did. I just, it was on the... Mike, do you see either of these? No, but I, I think we should probably also include the hippie... Uh, episode of what was it? The Jack Dragnet. W- Dragnet, Dragnet yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good episode. The one where the drowns in a bathtub, right? Some LSD, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The, the LSD episode the one where he's like, marijuana is the fuse. Yeah, he's like, marijuana is the match. Yeah, LSD is like, isn't that the one where he's just like, and then LSD is the bomb. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I think I have seen, I didn't see the episode when it aired, but I, I think I did see a clip of the Quincy one. And that was pretty good, but yeah, the chips I, I had no idea. Two great about. moments from each one. The, the uh, Jack Klugman speech at the end of the Quincy one, where he just wants to know why there can't be music about love and instead of hate. Right? Am I wrong on that, mm-hmm. caller? Uh, yeah, that, that's definitely a highlight of that one. But I would say that the, that it is trumped by the ending of the Chips episode, where Punch uh. does. Uh, does <laughs> Uh, performance for the crowd does uh, Cool in the Gang celebration. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? And I would say he wins. The Chips episode oh, yeah. wins because he calms down the audience by doing celebration. <laughs> and, and, and the punk band the punk band is backing him up on that song or he's got a new, another I, band? I, I can't remember. I gotta... Mm-hmm. Does he whisper to the band? And yeah, yeah, like they know it. It's in their repertoire. We're just going to listen. Now, I think the punk band was arrested, but the thing is the same kids who are tearing up the venue spurred on by the punk band are grooving into celebration Yeah, by the end. So it's it's pretty good. It's great. Well, I'm going with the Chips one. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Punk is trapped under a motorcycle with gasoline <laughs> leaking out of it. Okay, man. Wait, who's playing the punk? That's somebody, right? He looks familiar. He was gonna blow himself up. Oh, okay. Terrible. That's one. Oh, this is gold, guys. Chips was one of my favorite shows growing up. It was also one of your favorite movies from the last <laughs> of 2017. Yeah. Chip happens. Punk exploitation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Punks don't wear makeup like mm-hmm. that. At the uh, Chris Pine SNL after party, uh, I saw his dad, Robert Pine, who played the sergeant on Chips. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like walked up to him and mm-hmm. said, I just want to say I'm a really big fan. Mm-hmm. And he looked like that completely made his night because nobody else really recognized him. That's awesome. At the party. That's nice. So, yeah, it was nice. She comes home and she finds her daughter burning cigarette holes in her arm, shredding her clothes to bits, taking pills... And locking herself in a room listening to that violence-oriented punk rock music. You've got to see it with your own eyes to believe it, Quince. I've seen children come off that dance floor with crushed ribs and bloody faces, like soldiers fighting some kind of insane war. What can persuade a kid to act like that? Maybe the greatest persuader there is. Music. A kid and a punk just did an uppercut, like literally just like a boxing style uppercut to another punk. Uh. 
Like all punks do. your generation now you people have your finger on the button ready to blow the whole joint to bits and you're telling us to cool it you know not so many years ago there was a generation of young people who were as mad as you are about the world only they worked their tails off to change it trying to end a war they didn't believe in trying to correct injustices that they saw but all you do is gripe look we have reason to believe that she's with Zach's real murderer, Molly Howard, and Molly is trying to push her into a codeine overdose. So please, if you have any information. That's a crock, mister. You think we're all zombie killers. You're the killers. Your whole sick society. That's who's guilty, man. We're just your lousy escape goat. Besides, man. Escape. Who the hell cares? <laughs> Who the hell cares? <laughs> Yeah. Why would anybody want to listen to music that makes you hate when you can listen to music that makes you love? <laughs> oh, that's true, Quince. That is true. That's why I said oh. that was the that's the crowning moment of the wow. Quincy episode. That's, but that's tough. I got to go with Chips though. Chips still takes it. Yeah. Did you ever see the WKRP one? I don't remember it now. What's crazy is the whole episode. I remember they built it up like they didn't play. They didn't play what punk was at all. At all, but it was like, oh well, this punk band's coming through, and we and WKRP's promoting them. This station's gonna go. You know, it's gonna mm-hmm. go under, and blah blah blah. And all the DJs are scared and rallying, and there's all these theories about what it is. Then the band at the end of the episode, like the final payoff, is like you see what this, and they sounded like the Who or something. Like mm-hmm. it just it wasn't even. It wasn't even. Like they all had long hair, and they were yeah. like, you That's know. not punk. It was just so, uh... Yeah. No, but it, it, didn't, it wasn't even close. <laughs> it was. It like wasn't even... Now, Mike. Yes. You always have some sort of thing, something that your antenna is up for and picks up in the... In the, in the, the in stratosphere? The, e- the ether. <laughs> well, I have a little, little movie review. I saw Chuck today. Which, of course, is a Bayonne-centric film that's out right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw Jeff Fertzik is -hmm. still uh, one of the writers on the movie. Yes, it's uh, Jeff uh, co-wrote the script with... uh, There's about three other people involved. I guess it went through some series of rewrites and stuff. But it was good. You know, I I enjoyed it. But there there was one thing... You know, me, I'm sort of a stickler for details, you know, and and, and maybe this will be something you guys can say, you know, you saw something, but then you saw, like, one little thing in it that just irritating you. So they have the famous incident with uh, Chuck when he wrestled the bear. Yes. And, you know, I've seen little clips of that, and the the, <laughs> the bear, although, you know, a good size, was muzzled. You know, uh-huh. and they they show, well, for, for one, it's a, a CGI bear, 
you know, a CGI bear, imagine like a giant grizzly bear, unmuzzled, coming at Chuck Wepner. You know, is this it, in the ring? At, at a bar, you okay. know, which is, you know, where it was, where it happened, you know. Because I don't know that story. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chuck Wepner, to like keep up with his kind of fame, this shoddy promoter was like, you got you to keep your name out there. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he fought a bear? Yeah, I think he actually did it twice. Oh, my God. I think he did it once in um, Asbury Park, and then he did it in uh, (laughs) this this bar, Art Stock's uh, bar. Um, The Royal Manor, maybe, was the name of the place. Anyway, um, so, yeah, there's just you just see this 400-pound bear (laughs) charging him. No muzzle. <laughs> and then they show him after the fight, and he looks fine. And it's like, how, how is that possible? Come on. You know, yeah. don't take us out of this gritty, realistic movie yeah. with something so bizarre. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bizarre enough. Put a muzzle on him and, and show what really happened, you yeah. know? Yeah. So that was one little thing that I, I wish they hadn't done. But overall, it was all right. It was oh, good. yeah, it's good. I recommend it. There was the other thing we were talking about this before the show started that mm-hmm. you mentioned the Bulgaria unit. <laughs> well, yeah, I stayed at the end to see if they shot anything in Bayonne, and I don't think they did. But there was a whole part of the credits where they there was a Bulgaria unit, and I'm thinking, wow, they had to go to Bulgaria to get the Bayonne vibe, you know? <laughs> but then, <laughs> then I'm thinking, well, no, they probably have studios there, and they maybe mm-hmm. shot the interiors there. Maybe it was cheaper to do it there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they get these 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 deals on filming overseas that are just mm-hmm. just it's worth it to pack up everybody, even bringing all the like famous people over. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Yeah. If you look, you see where so much of the filming takes place now is in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Okay, yeah, Atlanta is like spot, yeah. one of the biggest spots. I think it might be the second biggest at this point mm-hmm. in america because it's like all the marvel movies shoot in atlanta mm-hmm. it's like all those movies those are huge movies that yeah. they're 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 filming they're building huge sets to film there and mm-hmm. it's uh bayonne had a stu- they tried to get that going and they shot uh what was the hbo prison mo- uh show oz, oz, oz yeah it was shot there yeah oh, I and i think that. beautiful mind did some stuff there Oh wow! Um, it's a tax break thing. Yeah, that's what it is. Chris Christie canned all that stuff. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's yeah. Chris Christie. Yeah, he dumped all the film mm. breaks, mm-hmm. the tax breaks. Yeah, what a dummy. I, I went to an early showing. <laughs> Thank you. Easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> easy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I, you know, what I thought dummy. <laughs> this is not a political show. Uh-huh. We try to. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. What a dummy. <laughs> I think we all agree here. What yeah, a, yeah, what we're, a dummy. we're all on the same Complete page dummy. there. So I went to an early showing, and I thought, you know, I was curious what the turnout would be. Uh, it was better than usual for the 11.30 a.m. showing. Uh, I went on today because they have a special. You, you would appreciate this, Tom. There's a special, $6 for the movie, and uh, two sixty-seven for a medium popcorn, right? So I ordered the popcorn deal. I said, you know, let me let me get that. And, you know, you need soda. Mm-hmm. So I get a small soda. How much do you think that's going to cost? Two sixty-seven popcorn and a soda. Uh, it was $5. $6. <laughs> yeah. 
it was uh, like uh, the, the soda was five dollars yeah. plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was nine dollars. And I said, "Oh, okay, that's that's how it works." I'm it evens I thought, out. I thought you would have done a little, uh, you know, jacket pocket action, <laughs> reach in, a little chiku <laughs> in the theater. Well, now that I know how much they're selling yeah. soda, yeah. yeah, that seems to yeah. be the way to go. Yeah, some kids gonna, kids don't know they're going to be picking them a couple of Coors Light cans <laughs> out the, ne- <laughs> the next Tuesday movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what you get for charging $5 for a soda, you yeah. rat. Give me ideas. Yeah, you're right, you rat bastards. Right? You yeah. charge $5 for a soda, that's what you're going to get. Your seats are going to smell like Coors Light now. <laughs> Your floor is sticky. Uh Sticky with beer. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's been done before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like imagine some New York movie theater. How gross! Mm. People just like those, like those theaters, like especially the ones that used to be like. I'm not even saying like an adult theater. Mm. I'm saying like one of like those grindhouse type theaters. Just imagine the the crud that was all over the floor Ugh. that had to get cleaned up. Because people were just going in those theaters and sleeping. Yeah, you know? no, I, I like, had that experience, yeah. Just killing time. Yeah. And look, I've fallen asleep. At, mm-hmm. I've gone to the movies. I know I saw Cop Out, the Kevin Smith <laughs> movie, hoping to fall asleep because <laughs> I was in New York and had uh, uh, I had two meetings and a, like a four-hour gap between them, and I was exhausted. So I, the only thing I could think was to go to the movies and try to fall asleep. But I figured out the, the play I'm going to make now. It's the greatest thing in the world. You get get a karaoke room. Oh yeah, seven dollars per person per hour, right? Yeah. Just go. You think yeah, I'm gonna do a couple hours of songs. Couches, yeah, yeah. And you just fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Program a bunch of songs. Yeah, it's always playing yeah, music, yeah. soft music. Fall asleep. Yeah. Karaoke AM, room. AM Gold. Yeah. Put on some AM, AM gold. gold, right? Yeah. Don't put your love out on me, baby. <laughs> if you do, it'll drive me crazy, right? Uh-huh. Uh, we're there? Yeah, we're there. Home stretch. What do you got? APMike.bandcamp.com, of course. People can come uh H&H's pub. I'm usually working about four nights a week, four days during the day. Okay. But I'm doing a night, Sunday night. And they can hit you up on Twitter to ask when you're going to be there exactly, Yeah, maybe? yeah. Right, I, can to- let, I can let them know. Jason, Jason Gore yeah. at Sonic Dork. At Sonic Dork. You can go to my website, jason-gore.com, and there's, you know, show dates and random stuff on there as well. Okay. Anything coming up in uh, immediate future? Not really. Uh, I have a show. Uh, Mon- I'm doing a show called Monsters Exist at uh, UCB Chelsea. Uh, that's coming up on our next show, I believe, is June 29th. Okay. So, so it's a way down, way a down the way. down the road, but... Yeah. yeah. Pat Byrne, of course, every Saturday night, Prove It All Night on yes. WFMU. Yes, sir. And, and you've got the podcast now. I've got the podcast now, which I've been wanting to do pretty much since I started the show, but now uh, it's finally here. It's kind of like a greatest hits, smaller version of the show, and it happens every Thursday in iTunes. Um, you could subscribe and all that. And also on June 11th, I'll be doing the last ever Macaulay Culkin show, Brett Davis's show. At Shea Stadium, they're gonna uh, finally close that DIY space mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Claro Kane's on the show. Connor O'Malley's on the show, and I'm gonna be doing a short set as well. So and when is that? June 11th, Sunday night, June 11th. To be there. 
All right. And Roxy, anything? You've got your yoga? I got, no, yeah, I was going to say I got nothing. But yeah, I got, uh, I call myself Sad Girl Yoga. Yoga for people who hate yoga and whatnot. And people can, so that's on, on Twitter, at Sad Girl Yoga. Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and sadgirlyoga.com. And you're in L.A. I'm teaching in Los classes? Angeles. I don't teach at a studio, but I do private sessions and mm-hmm. small group sessions. Like, you can come to my house or I can go to yours. Mm-hmm. And you know or what you're doing. Or your workspace. Right? Yeah, I'm a certified yoga instructor. See? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, namaste. Right, go get, if, you, if you're if you in L.A. and you want some some yoga instruction hit roxy up she'll she'll teach you, you don't how to have do to it. be flexible to do yoga everybody mm-hmm. thinks you do you don't have mm-hmm. to it's all about breathing okay relaxing all right <laughs> i'm so. using my yoga voice sorry. yeah that was yoga voice yes, like, you guys want a group session after this yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be a great drive home i'll put you <laughs> all to sleep only if we can <laughs> sing celebration while we do it wow. <laughs> and of course me you go to patreon.com slash the best show. You support the show that way. That's what keeps the show going. We don't do ads anymore. We do Patreon and you get things for different support levels and we appreciate anything anyone can do. Thank you in advance and we will be back in a couple weeks with another half hour power. But uh, in the meantime, enjoy this one. Thanks for listening and bye. Bye.